I watch film, but I'd be honest, I mean, when I first started watching film, I was just watching the game. everybody welcome to the uk packers podcast as usual i'm your host at NFL on twitter and of course follow the group at uk packers and as usual i'm joined by me old buddy me old pal it's at ryan peacock nfl how are you buddy i'm good thank you very uh there's a reserved professional response there i didn't really have anything cool to come in and say so yeah yeah in your defense you never know when i'm actually gonna go Buddy. I know that was a very very quick one so you kind of I thought I had at least another sort of 40 seconds to think about what I was going to say yeah. and uh it was very quick kick kick back get a brew but hey look I off. was meant to ask you did oh. uh did did anybody significant listen to the podcast last week no and we forgot to mention that the last time so if people aren't listening go to podcast back and listen to the intro right I kind of have a little bit of a a little bit of a wager I'm betting on someone uh caring about your hobby because look does anybody have hobbies out there that the other half is like bros i'm not having it like for instance we found out on the trip around didn't me to green bay that phil rudkin potentially has you know the best girlfriend ever because you know she watches the green bay games she's buying green bay jerseys uh, she has game pass a definite keeper let's say and the two of them it's great they're puppy love they don't hate each other yeah. yet they haven't she got was, to the point where she was wearing goalkeeper gloves yeah <laughs> yeah but not Joe Hart once yeah, could they give it away she's definitely a keeper yeah Joe Hart got married in the match tonight thank you did he got your wines yeah uh, do you know what yeah. I, I think he's trying to get out of the keeping game because I saw a post-match interview with him on the last game and he was spewing stats like on the last five of the eight games of cleaned the clean sheet and after that 80% of all the plays and I was like oh Jesus Christ has he studied the stat book before he comes out but anyway yeah so what Ryan's referring to there is is that I kind of and I gotta keep it low because if she hears it, I don't want to give the give the game away. It's gonna blow the game away. Yeah. Do you, Do you want to say it to stop me from saying? Because that way. Yeah. You know. I, I see this. You, you yeah. really don't want this to happen. It seems. Well, I just. But, you know, I, I'm, not, I wanna... I'm not getting involved in that. So basically, he <laughs> said, he basically proposed to his missus on the podcast last week uh, because she never listens to it, um, <laughs> and so this is going to be his way of saying when I asked you years ago. <laughs> it would be and, hilarious. Uh, as far as we know, she hasn't listened to it. Or no. she just has, or what if worse, she has listened to it. She's just decided not to answer you. <laughs> That's another thing. Like, yeah, it's just I'm not going to raise you, it. We didn't think about that, did we? <laughs> yeah, she's like double bluffing, you know, where she actually has heard it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Anyways, so that hasn't happened yet. No, I'm not. I'm not engaged quite yet. I haven't made an honest woman ever. Uh, whereas you have. Uh, you're a fully married man. Does does uh, Gemma listen to the podcast? No. No. Only, only to go to sleep, says you. Yeah, probably. Yeah, just listen to it right uh, now. No, one of them things. I talk. Everyone stops listening. It's fine. No, I don't. I don't think you're a charismatic man. Charismatic man. <laughs> but uh, come here. Will we? Um, will we? Will we dive into some uh, Green Bay Packer news? Yeah, Good sure. Crap. Let's do it. Let's do it. We should probably have a nice drop for this so if anyone's listening this is the cowboys preview podcast so we start off with some shite talk and then we bang into some news bang into some clown of the week uh we better get fan of the week back on i'm thinking yeah somebody should throw themselves forward for one and tell us why you are fan of the week that's what i I think now we Mm -hmm. we've we've gone finding out the main names would you say the guys that sort of turn up to every meet no matter what Mm. 
let's have somebody throw themselves forward and say, look, I'm fan of the week, bruv, because one, two, three. Yeah, come out of the woodwork, you know, like maybe it's someone we haven't heard before. Maybe, maybe Aaron If Rogers there's anybody, if there's anybody out there with a Corey Lindsley jersey, you're on. Yeah. But you have to say you've got one. Yeah. Yeah, true. Love it. Um, so yeah, put yourself up for another of the week. Let's hit some news. Uh, Ty Montgomery. Let's talk about this dude. So Ty Montgomery, broken ribs, very sore injury. Jordan Nelson picked up broken ribs last season, decided to strap on the Kevlar vest because, you know, he was needed in the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers came out in the presser after Jordy did that uh, for the Falcons game. And as well as that, his hit looked deliberate too when he got a helmet to the ribs last year. But he came out with a Kevlar vest Um it looked kind of yeah. funny because you know he was so heavily padded a crazy thing to do because it's still hypersensitive and it's kind of like a beacon for the defense to hit and it's a larger target for the defense to hit to be honest but he went out and played Aaron Rodgers sort of teared up at the podium so Ty McComrie did the same uh, against the Falcons last year broke his ribs broke his ribs on the same side so now he's coming out and saying that he's going to find any way that he can to play so Ryan, we see we see this consistently with players, don't we? Like Eddie Lacy had those ankle injuries; he continued to play. Is it a wise idea for Ty t- to be doing this? Uh, you know, because Jamal Williams participated fully in practice. Aaron Jones uh, was is playing a blinder as well. How do you feel about it? Do you want to give Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams a chance uh, to sit back? Do you think here's here's a you know me a million questions? Do you think this is Ty Montgomery? A, trying to show that, you know, how dedicated he is and he's not a Jay Cutler with a sore thumb. And B, do you think that he's so scared of losing his job to the other two running backs and falling down the depth chart or being told to sit out for a little bit longer than necessary because of this injury? A little bit of all of them. I mean, you never want to give up reps to a, to a teammate um, through competition. You don't want to lose your job. Uh, and let's face it, his numbers so far this year haven't been electrified. So it's not like he's a... You know, sort of one of those big name running backs that as soon as they return, they're going to be taking all the snaps again. Um, he hasn't sort of got to that level yet. So there'll be a little bit that. There's, of course, a little bit as well, just the the athlete in him, the, the competitor in him wants to get back to the game. Um, so he's going to push to come back. Now, whether he should play or not, I don't know. I've never broken my ribs, but I imagine they're, it's pretty sore, you know. Um, and I would think I'd want more than a week off of playing football bearing in mind it's a contact sport and that's exactly where everybody's going to try and hit you. Um, I'm not, I, I would say let's go into the game with Aaron Jones because I think he did enough nice things last week. And as we said before as well, people have questioned his pass protection. Why worry about pass protection over the fact that he might be the best running back? Let's see a running back play. If we want pass protection, bring in a fullback as well. You know, we're playing a lot of double tight end stuff, replace him with a full back or put a tight end in at the full back position. Do whatever you've got to do if you need that extra pass protection. But if we're getting out as quick as Rogers has been doing because of the offensive line issues, then I don't see you really need that extra blocker. Let's just put the best running back in there. And for me at the moment, I think it's Aaron Jones on a very small sample size, admittedly. Yeah, because let me just raise this here. I was, you know, I'd be listening to an awful lot of sort of Packer podcasts uh, like we all do sort of gobbling up that info one of the ones that I listen to is the Railbird Central the Cheesehead TV one with Brian Caravu um, so yeah. he had a guy on from Pro Football Folks and let me hit you with some sort of info that he was saying one of them was actually on the running backs like you Ryan he said it's a small sample size 
But in fact, the best running back between Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones grading-wise was actually Aaron Jones. So he did acknowledge the fact that, yes, Jamal Williams is good on pass protection, but Aaron Jones is more of, you know, being utilized as a running back is in fact a far superior running back uh, by grading with the touchdown, you know, held these calls as well. So look, the stats back up what you're saying. There's an awful lot of truth to the fact to get Aaron Jones out there uh, to maybe sit Jamal Williams, even though he fully participated in practice. But here's my thoughts on it is that, Obviously, a run game is going to, you know, benefit from a strong pass game because, you know, they have to pick the poison. And Aaron Rodgers, if they're going to use the play action, um, is going to be deadly. And it's going to... Because that's what Ty Montgomery was saying, is that they ne- they didn't stack the box on him last year. And that he found that he could rip off some great runs because they didn't expect anything from the Packers' run game because they didn't have an actual running back back there. So they took the chance that you know he was going to be naive and inexperienced and that's how he ended up getting you know so many yards whereas this time he's seeing you know boxes are more stacked against him and then on top Mm -hmm. of that then you have offensive line play brian balaga and david bakhtiari have not played together this season yet so balaga had that ankle injury that he picked up in preseason, and then i think he suffered from like an illness like a flu and then bakhtiari pulled his hamstring when he did the splits um i think it was what, what was it the the first game second game of the season so they haven't played together yet, but they participated in pads today in practice. So we could see potentially yeah. Bulaga and Bakhtiari. Surely, Ryan, that gives more credence to, you know, putting in Aaron Jones and giving him a shot because your O-line plays better. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is better protected. So, you know, you have more opportunities to pass mm-hmm. um, and more time. Like, surely, surely we have to sit Ty at this stage and maybe sit Jamal Williams. And bring him on as the as the RB two on the day because of the injury that he picked up. Yeah, it's it's so look those guys are coming back on the O line. They will greatly improve it. Now I was, I still think the O line did incredibly well, especially last week, um, because these guys were just so new to doing what they were doing. They were playing out of position. They were inexperienced. They were probably some of them expecting to be on a practice squad, and now they're starting in the NFL. So they did brilliant. But obviously these two guys come back, they're fit, they're in. Um, and you're right, that instantly upgrades that O-line. Um, now, I still think Aaron Rodgers shouldn't change the way he's playing. We've seen before, the quicker he gets the ball out, um, almost the better he can be. I think when he, when he's under pressure, the better he can be. So I really don't think we should be worrying about a bit. And it's kind of nice that somebody else has said something that echoed. It means that I might have a little idea of what I'm talking about. Um, but... I think we definitely just got to go with the strongest running back. Now, Jamal Williams could still be that strongest running back, but again, we haven't seen enough. But Aaron Jones managed to prove it on probably even less than we've seen from Jamal Williams, and he managed to prove it. Um, you know, and Montgomery, the injury is only needs one hit for that. And and who was it? Nelson in the playoffs last year came back, did he? And wore, wore the sort of Kevlar protection didn't he? And of course that was because that was an all or nothing game. I don't think you need to do that against Dallas. It's not yet an all or nothing game. So I would sit him and let Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams fight it out for reps. So sticking on offense here, Devontae Adams took that insane hit. Uh, Apparently when he went to the hospital, he was joking with the staff that he wanted to get out and all the rest. Um, We saw this week as well. Well, first things is that we saw Devontae, um, could be cleared to play against Dallas and also Trevathan 
where we all expected his suspension to be league long, it took a bit of a gnarly twist in the run. So I know when a lot of people were looking at the two match ban, um, or two game ban, that sounded very British, didn't it? Two match ban, two game ban um, for Trevathan. And they said, you know, that was that was too light then. We kind of knew the NFL wouldn't really stamp this out because they say one thing and do another. But I saw somebody tweet saying that you'd have got more time banned for smoking a joint, which players generally, when they're doing that, they're doing that instead of using any sort of hardcore man-made medication. Um, but anyway, we won't get back into the marijuana debate. Um, so it's, it's kind of strange for them for him to appeal, which we expected him to do because the NFLPA apparently would. Uh, I read, I can't remember who that was, but I read an article and it said the NFLPA would um, advise any player and support any player facing a ban, um, especially if it meant losing wages, all that sort of thing. They, they'd support and advise them to appeal. So I've got no problem with him appealing. However, if it was me sitting there with a two-game ban, I'd be thinking, well, I got off with that. But anyway, so he appeals and he gets it cut down to one. So it was already a bit of a joke at two. Um, bearing in mind then that seemed for, for endangering Devontae Adams's life, and that is not being dramatic. That's exactly what that was. Um, for endangering another player's life, you've got a lesser ban than for smoking a, marrow, uh, a, a joint um, or whatever you want to call it. So... It was already nuts. And then for it to be brought down to a one-game ban just made a joke of the whole thing. Now, yes, okay, Devontae Adams seems kind of in good spirits. I even saw him practicing this week, uh, pictures from Packers.com and so on. Um, so everything looks positive, but it's the long-term effects of concussion. Um, that, that's the worrying thing there. So for it to be just a one-game ban does not back up the NFL starts apparently on trying to make the game safer. Yeah, it is a bit of a joke. And do you know what? This brings back memories of... I can't remember what player it was for United who fell over. and Or it was a foul or something. And the opposing player got angry and drilled the ball at him. And it just missed his head and went up into the crowd. And Alex Ferguson came out and said, that could have killed him. And everyone took the piss out of Alex Ferguson. And I could never understand that because he drilled the ball at him and could have ripped his head off. So I was yeah. sort of thinking, and then obviously people go, hey, ripped his head off, it's not going to happen. No, but like if you drive the ball point blank range into someone's head, I don't understand how that is a laughable offence and that someone can go, oh, as if that would have killed him. It's like, yeah, of course it could have killed him. It could have crushed his skull and, you know, yeah. scrambled his that's, brain. That's the thing, isn't it? So the skull is in effect there to protect the brain and it has mm. the fluid and everything else. But what it also does as well in any sort of movement like that, with any sort of sudden blow to the head or any violent sort of whiplashing of the neck, all that means is the brain just bounces around bruising itself inside your head and that's essentially what a concussion is, right? Yeah. It's probably not any doctors and nurses out there listening. You're probably going, well, you've got it sort of, you're on the right track, but no. But that's essentially what it is. Your brain rattling around inside a solid object and that's what causes a problem. So whether it be somebody striking a football, whether it be a football player smashing somebody in the head, whether it be you punching somebody on a night out, that's how it's caused. And, that's, and it can be as instantaneous as that. You can actually, you know end somebody in that in that fashion can't you yeah i mean i don't understand how drilling a ball at someone point blank rage can't kill them of course it can and especially the way your man did it honestly it went sky high into the crowd and he, he could have could have killed him it's the same with this instance and like you said ron it's not the fact that you know he's going to drill him in the head and then he dies there and then which that could have happened with a broken neck or whatever but as you said it's the cte and they haven't figured out why some people seem to exhibit symptoms 
that are far advanced. You mentioned on the last podcast, Aaron Hernandez apparently had the brain of a 60, 70 year old um, NFL player who'd been taking hits his whole career. You know, there's four stages of CTE, and he had the third one, and it was in at its advanced stages, mm. uh, which they apparently said one of the exp- worst examples that yeah, was ever seen. Yeah, which is just again, people are like, oh, well, you know, we're not going to use that as an excuse why he killed people. It's like, well, it's probably substantial. So it's the same as this. I mean, Devontae Adams took a hit to the head. Fair enough. If he's at a concussion protocol and he can play, you would assume that maybe it wasn't a concussion. Maybe he wasn't concussed at all. Maybe, yes, he got knocked out. But I, I don't know. Can you get knocked out and not get concussed? Is that stupid? I, they don't always go hand in hand. I've right? never known. I've never known, to be honest. So I don't know. Who knows? Who knows um, what it is? But, you know, whether they're. Look, if he's fit to play, you would assume that they've done their due diligence. And with the way, you know, the amount of money that the NFL paid out on concussions. What was it, one billion or whatever? Six billion? Loads of Who billions knows? anyway. Um uh, pocket change. Yeah, more uh, more zeros than we'll ever see in our lifetime. They paid out for concussion. I don't think they take this stuff lightly, especially with with a hit as high profile as that, but it kind of yeah, But that's the, the thing, face. isn't it? We say we say that so they they might say, Oh no, he has to sit out a week or or whatever the concussion protocol is these days. They they take that side seriously, but then the guy that actually does the offence, if you like, and I still think Trevathan is not historically that type of player but in that moment he did something that is outlawed in the league and uh, he got a one game ban but you know Perfect. what like, I don't care if he if he hasn't done it before I mean murderers never do it before on most occasions and then they do it once and they get <laughs> done for it you know what I mean I mean one time is enough to do that type of crap play yeah I know I know what you mean I and as well mean. as that Ryan here's another thing to consider too we play the Bears twice a year you know, this isn't as if, like, you know, just the Dallas breezing in, they do something crap and then leave. Like, we have to play him again. So not only are they endangering uh, Devontae Adams by and other players by not giving a proper suspension when someone does it, um, you know, allowing someone to play too early, all that sort of gear, which, I, you know, is down to the Packers medical staff, which I don't believe that they do something. You know, they have a duty of care. But just yeah. down to Trevathan himself. I mean, I'm not saying the Packers are going to do it, but it could be a case that the Packers say... He nearly killed Devontae. He only got a week, so it's not as if he's remorseful over it. He said straight after he doesn't think it's a suspendable offence. So what if the Packer players get a snot up their nose and decide to target him the next time or anybody around the league who's offended yeah. by it? And no? you could understand that. You could understand that without a doubt. You know, Aaron Ripkowski can fly across the field and lick one on him. Mm. Um, and, and why not? Like, let's actually, let's, let's go further than that. Let's go out there and sign a free agent enforcer like ice hockey star. <laughs> and then just actually do that, you know, send him out there. And when he gets banned, goes where well, he's only on the team for one week anyway. He had a job to do, job done. Is that, are we allowed to promote that? Is that no? I think you're dangerously, you're coming from the Sean Payton school of, uh, you yeah. know, rip their heads off, concuss them, break their okay. ankles. <sighs> let's not go there. Moving um, on. But let's get away from offense for a bit then and let's go on to this. And again, it was, it was great listening to the Railbird Central uh, podcast with Brian Carvu and the guy from Pro Football Focus, which everyone knows I'm a fan. So he was talking about defense and Brian Carvu defense. defense went through and was just asking him, you know, what do we see here and what do you think we see here and what do you think we see at this position? So they talked about defensive backs, so cornerbacks and safeties, and said to them, he said to the pro football focus guy, uh, Chris, uh, no, I'm not going to say his name because I think I've got it wrong. Um, he said to him, you know, who's who's the best at, at that position? And he said, Morgan Burnett is the best. And he said, the bad news is he's the best by a long shot and not because he's so good, but because he simply doesn't have any competition. Um, on top of that, then, he was asking about defensive players up front, uh, linebackers, um, 
you know, defensive line players and asked, you know, who are we seeing there? And he said it's a bit more positive in the fact that Clay Matthews, Nick Perry and Mike Daniels are the best pass rushers. But he said Perry has exhibited, you know, the pass rushing ability more consistently um, and at a lower average in snaps than Clay Matthews has, even though he has two and a half sacks this season where, um, you know, Perry doesn't match his sack total. So, I mean, the stats don't lie, right? This is what we're seeing on the field. We're seeing Morgan Burnett having a blinder. Haha Clinton Dix doing well. The rookie's struggling. Demarius Randall, who this week, his mother came out and said that he just needs to grow up. Um, so we've seen that. And we've also seen that we did have a good pass rush when Perry, Matthews, um, and Daniels were on the pitch, on the field, let's say. Uh, you know, that benefited the whole team. But it just shows, Ryan, doesn't it? Like one premium defensive back. And out of all of our pass rushers, uh, they're all injured. Uh, apart from with the exception of Clay. Um, I mean, does this is this positive? Are we going to go further on into the season? We've had 10 days off now. Sort of a mini bye week. Do you expect this defense to improve as the season goes on? Because, strangely enough, we're ranked as the sixth best defense in the league. Which just Ooh, yeah. doesn't make sense to me. So I'm going to take everybody back to that moment where I got ridiculed on social media for picking the Packers defense in my fantasy team. Mm-hmm. Just just let you have a moment to... Yep, okay. Yep. So, and I said that this defense could well be a top 10 defense. Um, and it's kind of, I think, it's going to go up and down. There's going to be games we're still going to make that no-name receiver into a star player. Um, from time to time and mainly that's because there's a lot of new pieces everybody working out you got two rookies now playing in josh jones and and kevin king you got the young guys in kentrell bryce and and even um is it josh hawkins is it yeah josh josh hawkins yeah um obviously those guys who are fairly inexperienced but they're in there there's all those guys who are all playing back there now but it does seem to be coming together and getting better um Again, I read a stat, and I'm great at reading things, but I don't really remember who said anything is the problem. Um, But there was somebody put out there that Kevin King, uh, your man, he he is actually now (laughs) better than he's he's better now than a number of the top level over the first four games. He's performed better than some of the top cornerbacks in the league. You know, so things are going the right direction. Things are looking better. Yes, given that keeping that uh, pass rush up front with those guys, keeping those guys healthy is going to make a massive difference. I've been watching as well. Lots of people, I don't know how you get away with it, putting little NFL clips on Twitter and so on and whatever, but you do it and great because they're I good to the, watch. I think the answer is you don't get away with it and it catches up on you, but uh, uh, that's less said about that, the better. I saw a guy posting a whole bunch of Kenny Clark clips in the week. Mm. Now that guy is quietly turning into a beast. I mean, people just can't stop him. He's, he's throwing people back into the backfield, which is causing running backs to change lanes and he's just causing a mess and when then people have to start putting two guys on him leaving the edge rushes to get around so there's a lot of good pieces starting to come together pieces that were there last season and maybe didn't get quite quite the shot they wanted or needed to learn a bit more mm. um and all the new pieces come this year this could be a really good defense and, and i'm feeling positive about it. even the, the inside linebackers where everyone said why did you know why didn't we go out there and take inside linebackers those guys are looking good at the moment as well so mm. I'm kind of excited about this defense right now. Yeah, it, we're starting to see sort of people differentiate themselves at the position. Like Blake Martinez, 
they talked a lot about him on Packers.com this week and also on the official Packers podcast about how he's, you know, fervently studying film. He's trying to pick Aaron Rodgers' brain. He's, you know, he's he's feeding off Mike Daniels. He has the yeah. comms helmet. You know, his ability to read offenses and that's all comes down to, again, how he studies film. So yeah. we see him sort of have a re- have a resurgence. Well, not even a resurgence. He's kind of getting better every year. Yeah, um, leading the team in tackles and tackles for a loss. Yeah, um, the guy's a beast, and you see him calling out changing changing coverages when he sees what the offense is, is doing. Um, Mike Daniels, of course, is has always been a beast for Pack Nation, but he always seems to fly under the radar. And as you say, Kenny Clark could be that that person now. And I mean, Mike Daniels draws the double team. He doesn't get the the glamorous sacks that we see. Uh, other players get Geno Atkins and all the rest but I mean the the guy's an absolute animal and if you get him and Kenny Clark on the line I mean that guys are loads if you were to get Morgan Burnett and Haha Clinton Dix to continue to play at the level that they are that shores up our safety you've got Josh Jones making an impact you've got Kevin King making an impact I mean you know our defensive secondary then could be a pretty scary thing to deal with but it's early days for, for Kevin King but on that note Demarius Randall you know he kept coming out this week and saying that uh, oh it's an internal matter um i don't want to talk about it and he kept mentioning this internal matter thing and saying that he has to be a, a, a to quote a bit more professional there's a lot more to this ryan than having to be a bit more professional this guy could have almost ruined his career with the year that he had last year some of the blown coverages that he's had this year and to add you know attitude problems if you get sent to the locker room by your head coach, not even by Joe Witt, if you get sent by Mike McCarthy, it's it's a bad sign for him. Yeah, I kind of feel like, and I know the coaching team's come out and said all the right things and offered the support and trying to show there's a team unity there together and he'll be given a second chance. I kind of feel like he's done already. His, his performance hasn't been at a level where it's worth putting up with that kind of behavior so for me i think whether anybody wants to say it or not i think you're going to see less and less of him yeah and someone said it as well that if you look at that coverage i can't remember who said it but the people on that coverage is kevin king and demarius randall um but they got randall for it now i don't know if that's true to be honest i think that randall was on a man and he should have just covered him properly um it was kind of yeah scandalous. i think so King, if I remember from that play, and I haven't got it in front of me, but if I remember it, King comes across as if he's playing man on like some sort of slant route or something across sort of the underneath. Then the guy that comes from the inside and goes out to the corner, Randall doesn't seem to follow. He almost looks like he's playing the zone play. So he picks up the guy that comes into his zone, but King has come with him. Now, we don't know what the play call was. We don't know whether it should have been man or should have been zone. So I guess it's it's difficult to tell. But whoever was wrong you would guess it must have been Randall otherwise you, he wouldn't have been somebody's obviously come to him and said you lost your man yeah you know you got your job wrong and he's reacted in that way so that so looking at it you would guess that it was Randall but we don't know the play you know yeah. and I haven't got it in front of me so if I haven't got that exactly right but if I remember it that's kind of how it happened yeah no it sounds right and it sounds like that Randall thought it was one thing it played out a certain way he blamed yeah. another player or whatever and, happened there. Uh, and of course, those assume. when you've got those routes set up, especially crossing routes, they're, they're designed to cause confusion. Who's picking up who? Who's you know Where do we go? Not only that as well, but they're also designed to make defenders fall over each other and clash and, and all the rest. So they're designed to do that. Mm. And it worked. Yeah. 
you know it's it's yeah okay it's annoying that one guy was left completely open but you know we've done it to teams um we've had you know Jordy Nelson standing completely open in the end zone sometimes your play just works and the defense just gets it horribly wrong yeah. um, but it's the way in which he reacted uh, to to that adversity that didn't go down well yeah you've got to take your scolding i mean especially in a position where if when stevon house comes back we're looking at devon house and kevin king um but the only thing that might be his saving grace is this nitro package where they want to use so many uh, dbs you know he'll get his chance again and if there's one thing that you have to do is you have to step up if you're in his position because one thing you cannot take from a player is an attitude problem you sure do, but then who have you got in there? You got Bryce, you got Hawkins, you got all these other guys, and they're coming in doing the right thing. Yeah. I still think it's going to be tough for him, but we'll see. Yeah. Sorry, Charlotte. And per ESPN, they have us as a seventy percent chance to make the playoffs this year. Uh, I'm guessing you agree with them. I think we make the well seventy percent. I feel slow. I think we make the playoffs um, because I can't see. And, and, and I did admit last week the NFC North is a hell of a lot better than I gave it credit for and I think we gave it credit for and probably all Packers fans um, Chicago Bears will still finish bottom and they are still the Chicago Bears but it is a better division however I don't see anybody better than us in that division and I think when it goes to the head-to-heads um, I don't see anybody that can can beat us enough to, to really make a difference so hopefully they'll keep knocking off the likes of the Atlanta Falcons and the teams that are going to be around us at the end, but we'll still finish top of the division. So yeah, I, I think 70 is a bit low, but they've probably got some supercomputer to work that out. Yeah. It's called Rob Domofsky. I'd say, um, he's, uh, <laughs> the Aaron Rodgers of, of Packers reporters. Yeah. Guy's got a great haircut. Yeah. Well, kind of disagree. So yeah, 70%. I don't know. Like it, it's very hard. I, I just, do you know what really grinds my gears? It's the bullshit power polls. It's like, oh, you know, week three, power poll. Week four, power poll. Here's the power poll at the corner yeah. of the season. Like, just shut up. You don't know who's going to get see, injured. Yeah, did you on. see the one the other day? Um, it came out. It said the playoff picture as it stands. There have been three games. <laughs> or there have been four games. The playoff picture as it stands. Sorry. The Patriots The Patriots aren't in. Yeah. We're four games into a season. That's quarter one done. That's it. Well, one thing I have to say for the Patriots is, and then everyone was saying, look, oh, well, look at Tom Brady and look at the Patriots and look at Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And you're like, yeah, well, now Brady's playing with a really subpar defense, which is what the Packers have been playing with, you know, due to injury and whatever you want to say. So it, eh, let's see where yeah. your MVP is now. But anyway, I don't want to get the into bills, that. Whole... If the Bills are winning your division and that's that division, let's just remember who's in that division. New England. Yeah. Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins, New York Jets. And the Jets were meant to, you know, was that scam for Sam <laughs> the, when they're actually yeah, winning the Jet, games? The, the Jets are actually trying to tank and accidentally winning. They can't even tank properly. Yeah. Um, and they won some games. Oh, they won one game, have they? Something two, like that. Two, I think. No, they're two, two, is it now? Yeah, they're oh, the yeah. same record as the Patriots. It's a weird okay, season. So yeah, they're two and two. Yeah. It's a weird, weird season where, you know, Jets are winning games. The Patriots are losing at home. Um, Jay Cutler continues to be Mr. Consistent. Well, yeah, at least he's consistent, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a very odd, very odd season. But anyway, um, and then the Ravens get blown out and drop a big fat donut. They're the only team to go scoreless in London. So, you know, you try predict this stuff, who can? So there's all a 70% chance of making the playoffs. I don't know. You don't know who's going to get injured. Your quarterback could go down. Someone else's quarterback could go down. Who knows? Uh, who no. cares, really? Um, so let's let's talk clown of the week. Clown of the week. So, do you, 
Tell me, tell me, sorry, just before you jump in, tell oh. me, do you sit there dancing in your chair to that? Oh, or is it time. just me? Every yeah, time. Yeah, okay, good. Got good. to get the, the head bob going. And then I wait for I can kind of see you, because Steve's, Steve's moved his screen around, so I can't actually see him dancing anymore. I think he's trying to hide from me. Yeah. But I just wondered if it was me. But I kind of have to dance without the chair squeaking, because it's, as you know, <laughs> I've yeah. got the dodgiest chair in the world, and it needs some WD-40 on it. Yeah, look, you have to be stealthy with it. It's kind of like when you laugh in mass, particularly at a funeral. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you can't do that full whole belly chick. You just have to get the old shoulders did you going. Say, did you say it's like when you laugh at mass? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When you laugh in mass, you know. When I've never been to a, mass. Having a good old mass. Or, you know, when they used to, the worst was, is when, you know, something tragic used to happen in your school or whatever, you know. You know, a teacher from yesteryear passes away or whatever, and everyone gets carted over to the church, and you have to sit there for the mass or whatever. What? And um, yeah, do you never? That never happened to you? You had a church in your school? No, well, right across the road. We, like, because my school was St. Pat's, <laughs> so like, you know, it used to be run by the Christian Brothers. But anyway, does um, it get any more Irish? Than no, this? not really. Super Catholic. The quintessential like? Irish boy, Stephen O'Brien, started sure, his school sure. days at St. Pat's. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I did, actually. So we used to go over to the church right across the road, and they'd line us all up. And, of course, you're young, like, but the minute... And it's just totally not funny. Like, when you're at a funeral, none of that's <laughs> funny, right? So, but, of course, someone had cracked something, someone had fired, someone yawned too loudly or whatever, and then all of a sudden, you'd see the shoulders start to bob of somebody, and they'd just turn infectious, and then next thing, you'd have, like, 40, you know, 11-year-olds just all sh- shoulder bopping. So it's kind of... Yeah, I know what you mean. Anyway, Excellent. we kind of got off track. Way off track. Kind of Clown of the week. Yeah. Cam Newton. I mean, <laughs> Ryan, what was he thinking? <laughs> it, this is... It's so frustrating for somebody to come out. I mean, we've seen quarterbacks coming out in the media recently to talk about a number of different issues that you know we might go into another time and so on. Uh, and they're coming out generally to support things, to, to give opinions. And then you get this guy come out and... <sighs> Just the most ridiculous comment ever, isn't it? Yeah. You know, uh, I think, have you got the comment there in front of you? Yes. Again, I don't write things down, so I'm doing it from memory, and then I always get it a little bit wrong. You're like Jay-Z in the rap game. Don't write that down. So it was no. for the, uh, Jordan Rodrigue for the Charlotte Observer. Is that how you pronounce that? I'm just going to jump in there. That's a, yeah, that's a, no, no, <laughs> Kurt, Kurt will correct it. I don't know, he likes to bust her balls. Uh, so Jordan Rodrigue. Because I don't think it's Rodriguez. And who cares? Kurt. <laughs> Shut your tits, Kurt. I don't want to hear it in the morning, has he Kurt. Got, has he got an accent on the end? He's got uh, like a Rodriguez. I maybe. Like, Kurt will know and he'll bust my ass about it in the morning. Kurt. Look. He'll have her signed jersey up on the wall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like a, I don't know who yeah. she worked for, like ESPN or Fox or something. There'll be a signed jersey up there. He'll at her in the tweet as well. Oh, I can't believe you yeah. massacred at Jordan Rodriguez. What? Listen, Kurt, buddy. I know you're in the middle of that <laughs> shit-talking tweet. Put the phone down, buddy. Um, so, yeah, it was Jordan Rodrigue and she, or Rodrigue, for the Charlotte Observer. And she came out and she was in the middle of talking and you can see his face light up and he starts to smirk. She says it's... She says something about, oh, when he ran this road and, you know, does he, what does he think of the physicality or something? And yeah. um, Cam Newton comes out and says... He starts marking and goes, oh, it's funny to hear a female talk about routes. And then yeah, she came out so after that. Oh, but, bro, 
like because here there's two trains of thought here right one is that oh it's disgraceful and it's terrible and the other one is is like oh no he didn't mean it in a derogatory way he's saying it kind of like oh he was surprised that she was that she came out with it and that he was happy that but then that's even that's still just yeah just as disrespectful i mean you know we've got a number of um sort of women that that, that come around with the group to just about every meet up to green bay to me and they're as knowledgeable as everybody else. And then some of them even know a hell of a lot more um, and quite often put us in our place. So, look, it's it's a really old-fashioned comment that's just got no place. And the thing is as well, like that that lady who um, we we may or may not pronounce her name correctly uh, said – you know, she's had to she's had to work her butt off to get into that position, and she's earned that right. And of course, she'll have done her research, and she she's got every right to ask any question. But it's just as you said, for it's the moment he starts sort of smirking and grinning, and then he comes out with that comment, and then just carries on like as if that's totally acceptable. Uh, the whole thing was embarrassing. It was, and like they were talking to a reporter, I didn't catch his name, and they said like, "Oh, he covers the beat." in carolina and they said to him oh you know kind of was this expected like this is so strange to come from cam newton he said no it's not he said he's doing this stuff all the time like you know after the super bowl loss he came out and he threw his toys out of the pram uh showed that he wasn't graceful people gave him a free pass uh because you know he's just after losing the super bowl in a really ridiculous way mm-hmm. and then he comes out and says this and he says no that this is just cam newton he says you know it's shameful that he doesn't like because he hasn't come out and apologized for it as far as i know and neither is the organization I don't think has come out and apologized for it. And to make it worse, one of his sponsors, Danon, who, you know, make this yogurt and there's all these mm, yogurt Danone. ads flying around. Danon. So it's like, I don't think it's Danone, which is it, which it is over here. It's Danon <laughs> and they make some, uh, listen, Kurt. All right. It's not Danone over here. Danone, yeah. I love this. Even I'm jumping on you to this no, week. It is. I apologize. It's, it's Danone over here. D-A-N-O-N-E. Danone. It's like a... You shut up now, well, you. It's uh, they make Actamel, you know. Um, El oh yeah, yeah, I drink, yeah, I drink them every morning because I'm all about the health game. Yeah, that's Danone, D-A-N-O-N-E. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Acacia immunitas, you know that fake science. So mm-hmm. it's just yogurt. So or yogurt for all of those. For listen, Kurt. <laughs> Look at all my shoulder. Into a whole other podcast. Yeah, but anyway, um. Yeah, so they dropped him and they said that he doesn't fit in with the ethos, but he has Under Armour sponsorships, Gatorade, and they've come out and said, yes, you know, we don't agree with it. But like whatever, Ryan, about sort of the casual female fan and, and people take the, the piss out of the female fans, which is wrong. You know, these are, and a female, like, because we've had that in the group of, you know, people taking the, the piss out of, of female fans and they take it in jest and go, yeah, I understand where the stereotype is coming from. And then they school us with their knowledge. But this is a woman who's gone through her education or academia, has come out the other end, and has made her way into one of those dream jobs for the Shadow Observer to cover sports full time, which is what we'd love to do. Um, hashtag if you want to, you know, employees to do a radio job. But she's doing it. So, and that's more prevalent in America, right? Where you've more sort of you know female journalists who are into sports. Even in the Packers organization, the amount of women that are senior in that organization alone, um, most notably Gabrielle valdez Dow, who is just trailblazing it over there. She was with the Ravens and then she went over to the Packers. We call her the Queen of Green Bay. I mean, that's such a slap in the face for career women like that who are in sports to be belittled like that. And the reporter that they asked about, you know, how did the joke 
sort of whatever he was doing go down and he said nobody laughed he didn't hear anybody laugh it didn't go down well it appeared as sexist at the time as people did when they overanalyze it after not yeah. a good look for a professor yeah you could tell it didn't age. go down well because the look of awkwardness on his face but yeah. uh yeah she was uh, at least living up to her job as a journalist where he might want to take a leaf out of her book and start living up to a job as a quarterback yeah. oh oh salty yeah went there went there Start leading your team, start acting properly, start being a role model. Because we know Cam Newton listens to the podcast and we do act as his moral compass from now yeah. on. So. But Cam, Cam, I'm telling you now, stop downloading our podcast. Yeah. Don't need it. You don't need it, man. Switch it off. Let's talk Green Bay Dallas. Okay, win, win ratio percentage. So I saw somewhere that said we are slight underdogs. Yeah, it's true. But we will win this game of football. 99% sure, 1% tie. Well, 1% tie with the broken ribs. So yep. we were underdogs last year in the playoffs against the Cowboys, went in, smashed them, as we knew they would. And uh, against the Seahawks in the NFC Championship game, went in, were smashing them, and then ended up losing. And then people had the audacity to come out and say, Todd, did you underdogs? And like, no, not really. The Packers tend to play well when they're the underdogs. And this is really going to be two teams who have advantages, quite clear advantages in certain areas, abusing those advantages in those certain areas. And literally, whoever, and this is going to sound obvious, I'll go, oh, football's a game with two offs. Literally, it's not going to be whoever dominates the other. I reckon it's whoever's just going to run out of time at the end. It's going to be Vince Lombardi. We didn't lose, we just ran out of time. Because the Packers' defense is ranked sixth, but we gave up massive points to the Bengals and to the Falcons. Um you know most notably they had wide receivers ryan who would be seen as premier wide receivers and Mm -hmm. of course we're looking at des bryant for the dallas cowboys they also have ezekiel elliott who arguably isn't having a great season last season he had an average of 5.1 yards per carry 15 touchdowns this year he's ranked 28th out of all running backs with 3.6 yards per carry and only three touchdowns two of them coming in the previous better last week though so what are the keys to this game for you? I mean, when you look at this game, how do you think this game is going to play out if you were to write the script now? Look, I think let's look at this. So quarterbacks, I think we win. Aaron Rodgers would beat anybody in that category. Running back, they win. So what we've got to do there, we've got to make sure our passing game's strong and our running game does just enough to, to keep it honest. And we need to shut down their run game. That's not to say that Dak Prescott can't pass the ball. Obviously he can. He does have some great weapons at tight end and at receiver. Um but if we can get our pass rush in his face and get the run stop going, then I think you win this football game. So if our defense can come out and perform, our offense will outscore their offense. Um, probably sounds like a really obvious thing to say. Um, I still think as well you can rattle Dak Prescott. If you can get in his face and you can get a couple of licks on him, then he'll start throwing it to those those uh, guys in the backfield um, like Clinton Dix, like uh, Bryce, like Morgan Burnett anybody that's going to come up and take that ball all day long. So it's going to be a really interesting battle. I think it'll be a very close game. Um, and I think it's going to be one of them nail biters right down to the end. Um, and also, just going to put it out there, don't be surprised to see a fourth quarter drive to win the game from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it's it's a really odd one. And every time I say this, I know people are probably like, like, what are you smoking? Are you smoking marijuana for podcast ban? But... I think Dak Prescott and I think Ezekiel Elliott are overrated. Anytime you have a quarterback who smashes it or a running back or any offensive player who smashes it, 
let it breathe for two three seasons and see the consistency i mean the problem with packer fans and us in particular is that we always expect kind of a perfect game out of aaron Rodgers, and when we don't see a perfect game we start wondering what's gone wrong and people start delving into his personal life whereas you know Dak Prescott has that inconsistency but because he's a rookie people write it off as like ah it's just he's just a bit inconsistent he had a bad game and they come up with some reasons and excuses for him and they still give him the benefit of the doubt I said the same about Colin Kaepernick years ago Ryan and I'm on record on saying it and I said it to my brother-in-law and he only came back recently and said you called it is when he brought them to the Super Bowl arguably on the back of an Alex Smith you know season and he breezes in at the end and he was an unknown entity I think when you have a quarterback who's naive an awful lot of good things can happen when you have that because do you remember that like do you remember being 15 16 years of age and having confidence that you knew everything and by the time you reach your late 20s you're thinking like i've lived long enough now but your confidence is knocked in a way because you're sort of thinking i'm not invincible i don't know everything and you're more empathetic towards people i think the same works with players like do you i don't know do you feel the same or am i just talking shite no i kind of get what you mean you you have sort of um the attitude is very different and it's only sort of as you get older i guess you kind of learn i don't know you mature isn't it it's quite simply that um but yeah i I don't know i wouldn't think too much into it i think this game simply comes down to those things like we said here so the packers offense will easily destroy a terrible dallas defense um, you're saying that Dak and Ezekiel Elliott are maybe overrated. I don't know. I, I don't think you're, you're wrong on that at all. I don't know if I'd use the word overrated. Um, but I, I know certainly know where you're coming from. I certainly don't think you're wrong. Um, also, I'd say the Cowboys offensive line, which obviously last year was, was amazing, and then the envy of every team in the league, I would say. This year, again, hasn't quite lived up to that. There's there's a number of reasons why Green Bay should win this game. Um, the bookies are saying that Dallas will win this game. Um, and I think it must only be because uh, things on paper, I guess, um, and the fact that Dallas are at home. But this one for me is, is a Green Bay win, but I do think it will be tight. Yeah, I kind of, I see that they're, look, anytime it's a home team, people are going to give them the edge. And the Cowboys are still seen in people's mind as being you know tip to go to the super bowl but if we stack up air offense versus their offense their defense versus their defense and we know obviously they don't go against each other we've got the 16 best offense they've got the 12th best but that's solely down to the rushing game so they're 14th in rushing where we're 28 they kind of see us as not having a run game but the thing is ryan is that the cowboys have been fantastic at limiting the run in the games that they've played this season and where they have faltered <laughs> against good uh, rushing attempts. <laughs> what's, what's, what's there? I, was just, I was just thinking the jokes on them, isn't it? That's their strength, limiting the run. And yeah. the jokes on them because we don't run the ball. Yeah, but that but that's the point <laughs> is that they lost to the Rams. Their defense gave up 412 yards and 35 points, that's which mental. is ridiculous. And I saw this uh, article saying, I can't remember again where I read it, saying, oh, they're great at stopping the run, but when you do gain good traction on the run, they've lost both those games. And you're kind of thinking, yeah, because they're getting passed all over and they get ran all over. 
and their defense isn't great so it's kind of obvious so i don't think the key is like oh the article was like oh so to win the game all we need to do is establish the run no we just need aaron Rodgers to throw all over them so they've the cowboys have allowed on average 231.8 passing yards and 24.3 points on average their previous game they allowed 35 of those points against the rams this is the quarterback jared goff who doesn't Mm -hmm. know where the sun rises and sun sets quite famously right um, the Dallas defense has only allowed one rushing touchdown this season. They're the second best in the NFL at run stop, and last year they were the third best throughout the season. I think they only allowed me, ten touchdowns. Yeah, and let me ask you though: if you could, if you couldn't stop the pass, why would a team run on you? Just, just yeah. saying that might work into that. And that's the thing is that I mean teams are only running and getting success with the run probably because they're a got a fantastic uh, running back, b have a fantastic O line. Uh, which is the two things that we arguably don't have because we have the patchwork goal line and then we have sort of you know rookies coming in and running back so we're just going to pass all over them and all we need to happen is is that ezekiel elliott who averages only 3.6 yards per carry this season we keep him low and that's a problem with the nitro defense is that we're going to have an awful lot of smaller players in there so i would expect the packers to play more of their base defense which is what we did last week um, against the Bears because the Bears didn't have uh, any receivers to throw the ball to and their main threat was going to be at running back and we you know we managed pretty well against them the only problem is is that for all the plaudits and, and all the praise that Kevin King is getting in the Falcons game he was mostly shadowing AJ Green and he gave up 111 yards and a touchdown on 10 catches um, when he was shadowing AJ Green so it's likely that they will get Kevin King to shadow Des Bryant. So that's one area that I think is going to be an interesting matchup that we really have to watch. Another interesting stat that comes from Pro Football Focus is, is that the Dallas Cowboys center, Travis Frederick, has gone 1,617 pass blocks without allowing a single sack, which is the longest streak among active centers. And the last sack that he allowed was of week nine in 2014. Which is just ridiculous. Like, that's two and a half, nearly three years. Another stat that was on the Brian Caravu podcast was, and I think I've got the right year, Randall Cobb has not dropped a pass since 2015. So it's been two years now and he hasn't dropped a single pass. He's caught every single one that he's he's hauled in. So I just think this is going to be, hopefully, not an intimidated Packers offense when they, when they you know, go into the Dallas Stadium and that they can go and pass all over this team whether we have Devontae Adams out there or not um, mm-hmm. we're going to have Jordy Nelson and Green Bay have 10 passing touchdowns this season which is the best in the league tied for best in the league and Jordy Nelson has 5 of those 10 and I think I saw a stat again again I'm not sure where I got it from I think it was when the Packers are within 5 yards um, of the end zone um, Jordy Nelson has been the most effective wide receiver I think maybe over the last 2 years Devontae Adams being the second most successful in that so look at if we've Adams playing I would expect hopefully that he doesn't have a bit of the yips and he isn't shocked by by the previous hit. And we have a potent enough offense to outscore them. And then it literally just comes down to can we stop their run with Ezekiel Elliott? And that's the keys. And I reckon that we have this game. Yep, I would agree. So I know you probably were looking for me to add more than that, but uh, I agree with you. <laughs> so, simple as that. I toff my hat to you, sir. Yeah. So, Rhino, I think we, we'll park the, the talk there. I don't like to get into score predictors because... It always ends up that if you try to pull a score from your arse, 
it's going to be a score that'll involve the Packers having the score of safety. Um, so I don't like to get into it. I think the score will be 1-7. I'm going 31-24. Yeah, well, the bookies have it that it's meant to be the second highest scoring game predicted of the games week. And they, they think it's an average of about 52.5 points scored in the game, which would lend itself to a 30 points to 20-something points game. So we're talking a three and four touchdown game. A couple of field goals in there from Mace. Sweet. So let's get on to any other business. Um, you talked about Rob Domofsky's noggin earlier. I'm looking at your uh, shiny noggin right now. You're looking at my luscious locks. But yeah. uh, we found a way to cover those up. <laughs> we have, yeah. We've just released the beanie and the slouch hat. Now let me tell. So I think it was was it Richard Day on uh, on Twitter or Facebook. He said he didn't realize that it was called a slouch hat. So yeah. therefore, he was going for the bobble hat option. Um, <laughs> did you realise that was a slouch hat before it was marketed to us? Slouch? No, I kind of thought. No, it, no. it's cool. Kind of just like the tea cosy hat, yeah. right? Yeah. So you got the bobble hat, which uh, you know, for those of you out there who don't know what that is, just give up. And then there's the slouch cap, which basically doesn't have a bobble on the top, and doesn't have an upturned cuff. Let's say. And come here to me. Do you know where that bobble comes from? I've heard a story. Here's some history for you. I heard that they were on berets initially. I think it was the French military. They had little bobbles on because they used to wear them only on submarines so that the bobble would hit the <laughs> the ceiling of the submarine first so that they wouldn't damage their head. And then they start, people like the fashion and they just put bobbles on everything else. So, I mean, Ryan, the bobble hat's handy if you're on a submarine, bro. <laughs> if you're submarining yeah, of the weekend. Of course, yeah, yeah, always, always. So come here, Richard Biddle says, because this is the way we, because people tend to like one or the other. You like the cool sort of slouch hat or you like I'm the a slouch cool guy. bobble hat. But the, Richard Biddle had you down as a, he, he, I think he bought a bobble hat and said, I'm team bobble. And he said, sorry about that, Steve. And I was like, he doesn't know that both yeah. me and you have ordered a slouch hat. <laughs> I know. In I your know. face, Rich. I've, I've so, I'm sorry, Rich. I'm sorry I disappointed you. And um, in the future, I will consult you before all hat purchases. Yeah, I've also got a lot. Of, I've also got blanket. a lot of flack in the last couple of weeks for my yellow Packers fifty nine fifty. Yeah, I don't know what that means. And I don't know why. What's wrong with the yellow one? But yeah. I've been told. Well, I've been told that I need to wear a different color. So I'm just making poor hat choices. People are very fashion conscious, but we didn't make a, a poor choice with these. So to let people know, they're on our shop now. You have the bubble hat, the slow chat. You can get it without a membership number. Um, yeah, so you can get them without a membership number for 1750. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what you said there in the background. It's just registered now. Uh, and then you can get them with the membership number for, for 20 quid. Um, just doing sound effects in the background. Yeah, like so, um, some sort of Barry Scott yeah. cleaning advert. We're going to have to pretend the soundboard is broken because there's absolutely no other excuse for that type of behavior. So, yeah, we've got the slow chats. And again, we mentioned that we're going to have our press box polos coming out and some other exciting products that we're going to have in the shop. And these are objects. I, I think there's a hoodie. I think there is. And, and there's cheese shorts, which uh, are going out to someone as well. So the thing is, these products, like the color that they are, are evergreen. So they're going to be in the shop for forever. Um, nice. So you can go out and, and buy them. The press box polo is pr the black one that you can see is wearing when we're in Green Bay. There's only two of them in the world at present, which is Ryan owns one, I own one. Um, I'm ordering a second, as I said on the previous podcast. So there will be three or maybe four if Ryan wants one. And we are going to put those probably on general release because we've an awful lot of people asking for them. But again, they're only going to be limited. We're not going to do a whole lot of them and we're probably going to just run off a limited batch. So They're good for golf. 
Yeah, they, they look smart. Or wearing right? in the office. Yeah, wearing office is nice. Golf on a warm day with that shiny black. I suffered in Green Bay, big style, man. That was warm, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you yeah. think we should do them in white? Nah, black cool no. texture. So, 1919 Club. That's, that's gone. Yep. So that's been launched today. Uh, somebody said to us, "Where? Why has there not been a 1919 club?" And we were like, "Oh yeah." yeah so our fault. We've been a bit, bit busy, but we've whacked one out now. Um, Jake Ryan, who seems to be becoming more and more popular amongst the fans, yeah. uh, especially over here. Great name. Mm. Um, so we have managed to get a Jake Ryan signed football, yeah. and it's a absolutely huge silver signature there's a picture of it on on the website so go to the 1919 page on there you can see that and we're also going to drop in a john brockington mm. uh signed pick who i met in green bay by the way yeah when you were guy. in wisconsin great guy he uh he looked at my signed football saw a autograph on there by i won't name the person but let's say a current modern day player yeah. and he said ray nitschke would have never allowed that he always used to make sure that we wrote more on a on a signature on an item for for a fan than just simply putting our signature. You always have to add something else, and that's why some of the old school players put a little tagline on it or add something or a Super Bowl or an MVP, mm. which I thought was kind of cool. But come here, uh, I, I, all of that aside, did he sign it across his balls? No, he didn't. <laughs> no. And then and then the other one is uh, is. <laughs> It's uh, yeah, moving. Um, the other one is a fan favorite of mine, anyway, and it's a jolly, a, jo- a jolly Johnny. No, it's a Johnny Jolly <laughs> signed all photo. All that talk of genitals. Yeah, yeah. So it's a Johnny Jolly signed picture. So there you go. Isn't there uh, a four pounder slot? Did he sign We've across all... his balls? Did he sign across his? I jollies? hope so. I think he did actually. Yeah. Yeah, I think he did. So look. We've already sold 15, 16 tickets and we haven't even announced it on the podcast yet. So get on the site, get yours bought, Jake Ryan Football. And in the future, I think we've got a special 1919 Club one coming up, um, which we will discuss on another podcast. You'll have to keep listening. But we've got a special one coming up as well. So let's get this one done. Let's get all these tickets sold. Let's get it drawn. I think as well, we are going to try and go into the new world of YouTube Live, are we? Yeah, come here. This is what we want people to do, right? Come here to me. Is search UK Packers on YouTube. Go on and subscribe, will you? Do it now. Yeah, what's wrong with now. you? Like? What do we got? Sat there not doing it? Nearly 40 subscribers now. We need to get to 100 to unlock. Don't do it if you're driving. Just thought about that. Don't yeah, do it. Pull over and do it. I mean, yeah. if you're driving, pull over and do it. Get onto your YouTube app. We'll wait for you. Come on. Pull over. Indicate. Indicate. Pull. There you go. Over to the side. YouTube app. Click it. Put in UK Packers. No, it's auto-corrected to something different. Put it in. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, that was a really boring segment for anybody who wasn't driving or wasn't going to wasn't driving. interact. Yeah, just interact with it. Rewind it and interact with it, will you? Go find it. Yeah. So subscribe to us because once we hit 100, we can do loads of cooler stuff. And that's where we need to get to. We need to get to 100 subscribers so that we can start unlocking it. So the 1919 Club videos are going to be going on YouTube. Uh, and as well as that... Once we get to 100 subscribers, we're going to be doing a giveaway. We're going to get a product, some products from the shop and we're going to pick some of the subscribers and we're going to do a giveaway video on said YouTube. So if you're subscribed to us, you'll get a little notification of our winner is or whatever the hell we're going to call it. And myself and Ron are going to give you some freebies. So 
if there's any other reason for you to subscribe it's free just get on there subscribe to us it'll unlock some stuff on our account um and we look super legit and we can start doing some more creative stuff yeah you win stuff for free like come on and as well as that which is also free get onto itunes and leave us a review a nice one nice and sexy hit us with the five stars compliment our looks our tone of voice um and our bum and i mean you know could be in for a prize there too (laughs) anyway packers meetups dublin uh, we crunched the numbers we almost have 40 people for a meetup in dublin so if you're not going make sure you go we promise you kind of that ryanair maybe won't cancel your flight if you book by ryanair to come over maybe not maybe yeah. they will maybe they won't we're pretty sure they if won't. not if not and they're not flying there i think monaco also do flights to dublin so <laughs> if that helps yeah air italia i think uh they've run bankrupt yeah. too air so. berlin yeah wasn't it yeah probably then yeah. no so, was it not air berlin who was it air belgium I don't know. Air Berlin sounds like a bankrupt uh, airline. I've never heard of it. So get your tickets. Come over to Dublin. There's going to be about 40 cheese heads there at present. It's in get November the 19th. Get the ferry. Get whatever you want. Um, swim. Uh, people have done it with the jellyfish. So come on over. Come to the meetup. It's going to be ridiculous. People are staying in the Jury's Inn Hotel on Parnell Street. They're staying in Academy Plaza, apparently. But any yeah. hotel in or around the place. Dublin is not like London. It's not massive. You can walk across the whole length of Dublin City, not Dublin County, because that's pretty Jesus. Good. Jesus. So you can I've walk across there. the lane. But there's also Lewis's and Dublin buses that can bring you across. Um, so get free Wi-Fi on a Dublin bus. Still get emails about it three years later. Yeah. yeah. You sign up to those things like me and Heathrow Airport. So uh, Manchester, massive meetup as well. There's well over 65, nearly 70, probably blown up. I think we were 72 last time we counted. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, so. Go, go to that one. Can you imagine a room that fits maybe 100, 120 with 70, 80 Packer fans in it. It will look wild. And again, the Packers want, look bleeding wild. So the Packers want us to send them photos of all of these events and you'll find your face on Packers.com, which is a great accolade to have. Similarly mm-hmm. with Dublin. I mean, the green and gold in Phoenix Park, playing NFL, scaring the bejesus out of the native sheep shagging Irish. And then we're going to head across <laughs> to the Woolshed, which is actually a pub and not a place, not a leisure activity in Ireland, believe it or not. Uh, no Velcro gloves go on over there and we're going to have some points, big screen and I'll, I'll bring you to all the proper place to get some some nice points. No tourist traps. You know, see the real Dublin. It's my island. And then also Super Bowl party, Ryan. Uh, there's limited tickets left for that, right? Yeah, and we've had, um, they keep selling a few more every week. We had an initial burst where we sold nearly 50 odd in more, uh, less than a week. Yeah. And now people are coming in, chipping away, chipping away. They won't last forever, so please do get them. Um, and then, yeah don't be disappointed especially yeah. when the Packers are in it and at this rate as well the Kansas City Chiefs guys arrowheads abroad are going to be there they're 4-0 on the season could you yeah. imagine a situation where we end up with the Packers and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl and oh, both sets of fans will be in the same same venue that'd be pretty sweet it's going to be pure wild it will happen hopefully it will happen uh, well Alex Smith will happen in the playoffs so we lose but yeah let's let's keep up that premise so they're the last unbeaten team in the NFL this season uh, and what we do is we play against them in flag so the field is out the back of the hotel and for only 60 pounds you get the super bowl ticket all you can eat american style buffet an eight foot by eight foot screen theater style seating um, entertainment on the night we're going to have raffles on the night entertainment from myself and ryan uh, old sort of game footage and also your room you get the room for that price as well the room was only 35 pounds it's a twin sharing but they're very limited so we had heard that they were sold out and then we contacted the hotel and they've made some more available so we did have an allotment of 50 tickets the room sat 80 30 to the kansas city 50 to us we've upped that allocation as ryan said we've blasted through that 50 now and that's why we upped the room 
and we've only got limited tickets left so if you think it's too early to book in feb you're wrong uh, make sure you book it um now simple as mm-hmm. that and make sure you book your room now because you won't get a room for 35 minutes. sure and that's the other thing as well at some point now we've upped the room we are going to have to sell them so at some point we're going to have to start pushing those tickets to maybe other fan groups so if you want to come you must get in there yeah yeah because they will sell whether they sell to yourselves or not which is something that we definitely want let's get us all there let's outnumber these kansas city chaps and then kick the shit out of them on the day at uh, flag football so that ends the podcast um it's a nice early game on sky we've we did get a few requests asking you know what is the game on the the game's on two sky channels sky main event i think it's on and then sky action i think is the name mm-hmm. of the station uh one of them it's on earlier than the other so that's where you can watch your game and of course make sure you follow at uk packers on twitter for all of the game day uh, updates and get your selfies into us so from myself at steedy the nfl on twitter from me old buddy me old pal at ryan peacock nfl from the group account at UK Packers it's goodbye till next week should we say it together alright come on nice nice <laughs> <laughs>